0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be here? I tell you, it's great to see each and every one of y'all here. Uh, you know, let me adjust my glasses so I can make sure that I can see y'all's pretty faces. Uh, you know, it's good to be here. Uh, you know, it really is. Uh, you know, so let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much to Lord for this beautiful day that you have given to us. God, I thank you for each person that is here uh, on campus with us, dear Lord, worshiping and praising you. I thank you for each one that has joined us online as they join together with us. God, we join you with one heart at one table, worshiping you, the one and true Lord. And we thank you for your presence and for your guidance in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I, I really... I guess I have to ask this question. How many of you have a bulletin? Okay, great, okay, because I don't have one, okay, so y'all have the announcements so you know what is going on this week and what is coming up, so be ready for it, okay? Uh, Please come and support the things that we have that's there in the bulletin. Uh, you know, again, I, I know that one of the things that we have, and it's kind of ongoing for us at this time, is the, uh, the shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child. I noticed that we had some more boxes come in. I also noticed that we had more boxes leave. That's great. We have plenty more boxes that are empty that needs to leave and then come back full. All right, so if you don't have that or if you have one or two, that's not enough. Go ahead and grab you three or four. Uh, so that we can uh, you know do this and be able to bless uh, you know people uh, you know across this uh, you know across the world all right but that is uh, good for us to do so i am so grateful and thankful for that i want to read to you this morning psalms 121 it says look to the mountains does the mountain come or does my help come from there my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not let you stumble the one who watches over you will not slumber indeed he who watches over Israel never sleeps or slumbers the lord himself watches over you the lord stands beside you and your protection as your protective shade the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. God is watching over us, providing for us and protecting us. And we praise and we worship him because of who he is and what he does for us. But it is great to have you this morning. I am excited about this. We have a couple that has been coming to the church for a couple of months you know now, maybe three months. Some of y'all know them and might even know who I'm talking about already. But I'm going to ask for Ron and Mary uh, Seastead if they will stand. Just right there, just stand right there where you are. I'm going to ask if you will go ahead and face the camera and wave. Give the princess a wave. Hey! We are welcoming Ron and Mary into our fold. They are joining the church today. Amen. The Church of the Nazarene, as we bring in new members, what we, as the members that are here, what we do, okay, we are supposed to say with a hearty, I will. In helping them through this journey that God has before them. So if you are willing to help Ron and Mary through the journey that God has before them, say, I will. I will. Amen. Amen. So we are now your family. Thank you. Thank you. Amen.
1: Praise God, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here be.
2: Are y'all ready to worship and give praise to God this morning? He's coming on the clouds. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break. Broken hearts declare his praise, for who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the lion, the lion of Judah, He's roaring with power, and fighting our battles, and every knee will bow before him. Our God is the lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb every knee will bow before him Let's open up the gates Let's open up the gates Make way before the king of kings God who comes to save Jesus here to set the captives free Who can stop the Lord Almighty Our God is the Lion The Lion of Judah He's roaring with power And fighting our battles And every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb The Lamb that was slain sin of the world his blood breaks the chain And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb his every knee will bow before him oh, 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 oh. ready who can stop the lord who can stop the lord almighty Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 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 Almighty? One more time. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before Him. Our God is Lamb, the Lamb that was for The sin of the world, His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb and Every knee will bow before Him oh, and Every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb oh, and Every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb Who can stop the Lord Almighty? There is victory in Him this morning. So let's continue to praise and give glory for Him for what He has done. Ready? I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me I heard about his growing of his precious blood of me and I repented of my sins and won the victory Oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever peace out me me with His redeeming blood He loved me ere I knew Him And, and all my love is to Him He points me to victory Beneath the cleansing blood I heard about His healing Of His praise and power healing, how He made the way To love again And cause the blind to see And then I cried, dear Jesus Come and heal my broken spirit And somehow Jesus came and brought To me the victory Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever He sought me and He bought me Kiss me, me blind. He loved me ere I knew Him And all my love is to Him He plunged me to victory Beneath the cleansing blood I heard about a mansion He has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold Beyond the crystal sea About the angels singing And the old redemption story And some sweet day I'll sing out there The song of victory Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever He saw me and He bought me Dancing, redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him,
1: And all my love
2: is to him. He punched me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. ready he punch me? He punched me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. See, the crazy thing about it through Jesus, we've already won the fight. We've already won the battle because he's gone before us. He's interceded for us that we can have no failure. And we'll continue to worship and give praise to him. So here we are to worship him this morning. Sing, light of the world. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of the light, spirit with you. So here I am to worship. Ready? King of all days. King of all days, oh, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above, how many you came to the earth You're my God. You're all together love me. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. Amen. We're here to worship him for all he has brought us together. It is a surrender that we're giving to him. We're surrendering our lives, our heart, our love, all to him. So let's sing this song. Jesus I soon
0: Is open for you this morning, if there's a need or if there's a loved one that you would like to bring to the altar this morning, uh, you know, the time is, it's open for you. A lot that uh, that we have that are that are still sick um, and, uh, and struggling. We have some of those that are here that have loved ones that uh, that they have lost. Uh, you know, so let's pray, dear Lord. You know, for those, All right. dear heavenly Father, we do come to you and God, we take this time, God, to come before you and and bow before you. God, we, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you that you created us and you created this day. And God, you created this day for us to be here in your presence. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we, we glorify you in this day. And God, we come and we kneel before you and we, we place our burdens at your feet. God, the lost loved ones, to Lord, that we are thinking of right now, God, we pray that you would speak to them and that you would minister to them right now. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we pray that your spirit would go and and God, that he would commune with them and, and draw them unto you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be with the ones that have lost loved ones, to Lord. And, and uh, you know, God, then. And where they are. God that you would give them strength. And that you would give them mercy and courage today. Oh dear Heavenly Father. I pray that you would be with the ones. that That are ailing. That are sick. That's here now God. That you would give them strength. And that you would give them comfort. God I pray that you would be with the ones. That are here today. With hearts that are full of joy. And peace God. Because of your movement in their lives. And the blessings that you have out upon them. God, we thank you and we praise you, dear Lord, for those. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, again, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a couple of blankets that our compassionate ministry has uh, put together. So if I can have some to go ahead and to come up front and grab these blankets and we will uh, we will pray over these, these blankets. So we have one on this side and then we have one over here. So we'll split up and we'll do them both. Dear Heavenly Father, we do come to you. And God, right now, as we hold these blankets Uh, God, we pray over these blankets. God, you know the people that these blankets are going to. And God, we ask, dear Lord, that your spirit, dear Lord, would be on these blankets. And God, that you would touch them. And God, whenever the people, uh, dear Lord, hold these blankets, God, that they would feel your mighty presence. But God, that they would feel the love of the people, dear Lord, that's holding it and the people that have put these together together. Uh, you know, again, God, we thank you so much, dear Lord, for all that you do for us. Uh, you know, God, again, we pray, dear Lord, that your presence would go with these blankets. And God, we thank you, dear Lord, that we know, God, that, the, uh, that you were there. And God, that your spirit, dear Lord, will be with these and with these people. In Jesus' name, amen. I would ask the ushers if they could make their way forward for our tithes and offering. Okay. Dean, can you lead us in prayer?
1: How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when I think that God, His Son, not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take it in. That.
0: beautiful. It has been a while, maybe a little too long, but it was great to have her to be willing to to do that and to worship with us. Again, it is great to have each and every one of you here uh, today, this morning. So this morning, I want to talk to you about uh, half of a truth, So, whenever we think about half of a truth, I don't know about you, but I I like coffee. Do y'all like coffee? A good, nice, good cup of coffee in the morning? Well, I have half a cup of coffee for you here if you would like it. Half a cup. A little cold. Half a cup. Oh, man. I have a half bottle of water. Now this one here, you'll like this one here. I have a half can of Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Half a can. I have half of a dollar. I even have a man that's half awake. Oh. Half of a truth. Or half of the promise. See, God has promised to us something, right? You know, Jesus, whenever he was here on this earth, he promised that his Father was going to send someone to us was going to send the Holy Spirit as the third part of the triune God. He was going to send Him to us. But there's too many of us living with half of the promise that God has given to us. Now I want you to see this and I want to help you with this. Because whenever we look at this, we go to Judges chapter 6. And whenever we get to Judges chapter 6, this is about Gideon. Now, whenever you're there in chapter 6, you can find out that in chapter 1, that the Israelites had came in and they had began to move through the promised land of Canaan that God had promised to them. And they get there and then all of a sudden in the flatlands, They see all of these armies with these metal chariots and they begin to doubt that God is capable of defeating the metal chariots that's there. So what do they do? Pastor John's paraphrase for you. They kind of relax and they get comfortable with what they have accomplished And taken over the territories that they had accomplished, and they just began to live amongst the people that was there. Now, was that the promise that God had given to them? Right? God promised that He would give them the land and that He would drive out all of their enemies, right? All of them. Not some of them, not just the ones that were that the battles were easy for them to win, in the hill countries and the mountain areas where they were able to fight them on foot. God promised this to them before they even got there. Don't you think that God knew about the chariots? And that whenever He promised that He was going to, you know move out all of the people, That he knew that some of those people had better weaponry than the Israelites did? See, what the Israelites, and what we do, we see this because the first time they came to the promised land, they sent the spies over, right? This is the land flowing with milk and honey that God has promised to them. And they said, man, those are giants over there we can't take that 12 spies two of them said let's trust god and let's take the land that he says that we are supposed to possess the other ones say no we can't do it that generation wanders around in the desert until all of them have passed away and they now move into so they've moved into there Right, they, They've moved in, but they've only taken part of the promise because they didn't trust that God would help them with the rest of the battles. And you find by the time we get to chapter 6, this is the fourth time that God has given them a judge to get them out from underneath the tyranny or the rule of another nation. I want us to see this. Because whenever we're looking into this, we have to picture and we have to see where the Israelites are and where Gideon is. They're in the promised land. But what are they doing? They're hiding. Right, The the Midianites come in and take over and you know destroy or eat in caves and they're now living in caves Where is Gideon Gideon is in a wine press threshing his wheat and he's in the wine press threshing his wheat because he's afraid that the marauders will see that he has harvested his wheat and they will come in and take the harvest. We also find that whenever the angel of the Lord shows up and talks to Gideon, Gideon has to ask for something to be seen so that he would be able to know that this really is the angel of the Lord, right? He goes back, he prepares the meal, he brings it to him, he sets it on the rock, and the angel touches the stone and flames come up from the stone and devours or consumes the meal that was placed there, the offering, the sacrifice. and then he has to go back. This is where Gideon asked for the sign. The first time he asked, God, if this is really what you want me to do, I want dew to be on the mat, but the ground to be dry. He wakes up the next morning. The mat not only has dew on it, but it's soaking wet, and he wrings water out of it. And he says, God, I'm sorry, but I need to ask this again. I need to ask another sign, and I want you to do the opposite. I want the ground to be covered in dew and the mat to be dry. And God did it. And then Gideon does what God wants him to do. And what does God want him to do? He wants him to take the ox from his dad's field, go and tear down Baal's altar, and, and cut down the asher pole. He wants him to use the wood from the asher pole to burn the bull of his, his, his dad's bull. I might be a little afraid of this too, but his dad's bull, how many of you have messed up your dad's stuff and you really didn't want to tell him? Oh, yeah. God's telling him, he says, take your dad's bull and sacrifice it. Gideon does it, but he does it at night. Why does he do it at night? Because he's afraid of what the people are going to say or do to him. The first thing that we need to see, if we are living with half of the promise that God has given to us, then we are living a life of fear. Because we are not strong enough To stand firm on the foundation that God has for us. If we are not living with the whole promise that God has given to us, we will find ourselves hiding before our enemies. Wow. The Israelites sinned against God didn't take over the whole promised land, didn't drive out all of the people. They lived in half of the promise. And because they were living with half of the promise, their lives were constantly being bombarded by their enemies. But not only was it that, but they were so weak. You get it? They were so weak that they continued to follow after other gods. You might be saying, well, pastor, that's pretty good, right? All that stuff kind of makes sense to us, right? Man, There was a message that I heard at our indoor camp meeting. Some of you were there. It was Sunday night, and it was about the promise that God had given to us. What's God's promise that He gave to us? What's the promise that He gave to us? That He would send us an advocate. That He would send us someone else that would come. Right? He said He would send the Holy Spirit. There's some of us today that are living with half of the truth. Now you're like, wait a minute, Pastor, I can't live with half of the Holy Spirit. There's absolutely no way that you can get part of the Holy Spirit. But there is a way that you can live your life with only allowing half of the Holy Spirit to influence your life. We are the only person or the only thing that can limit the work of God and the movement of the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit and stop it from working within the church or within our lives. But I want you to see something here. In Mark chapter 1, verses 19 through 11, we, have, we find this. It says, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. So you know where I'm at. Jesus is being baptized, so he's in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens split apart And the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove and a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Wow. I think the congregation is half asleep. Maybe you don't realize that God had been silent for over four hundred years, and then all of a sudden the heavens split open, and they hear His voice. And what does His voice say? This is my Son, who I am very well pleased. Jesus had not preached a a message one. Jesus had not. Committed or had not performed miracle one, but yet his father, God, is going to break all silence from heaven and speak. And his words are, He's my son, and I'm pleased in him. Why was he pleased in him? Because he was obedient to the Father. And He did what the Father had asked Him to do and had called Him and put Him on this earth to do. Right? So that's exciting right there, just in itself. But it says that the Spirit came down and settled upon Him. Other translations would use it and say that the Spirit came in and dwelled within Jesus. I want you to get a hold of this Every single thing that Jesus did, He did through the power of the Holy Spirit, not through His deity. We need to understand this because if He, was, if he did all of His miracles in the walking on the water and the calming of the sea through His deity, then you and I couldn't do it. But He tells us that you will do the same things that I have done, but you will even do greater things. The only way that we can do that is through the Holy Spirit. Wow. So everything that Jesus ever accomplished here on this earth was because the Holy Spirit was living within him. And that same Holy Spirit that was living in Him is now living in me. There should be a lot more shouting than just simply that. Because whenever we look at this and we have to think about this, I want you to see this. We have the same power that Jesus has. The Spirit led him out into the wilderness for 40 days and he was tempted by Satan and he he did not fall into the temptation. So whenever Satan is tempting you, if you're living the half promise, as in, well, God might be able to, you know, the Holy Spirit might be able to help me with this one. He might not. Can I tell you that you're going you're gonna to falter? I, I tried to get a half-blown-up a half balloon. <laughs> I couldn't find any balloons. But if you can imagine a half-blown-up basketball and how it operates, it's supposed to bounce, right? Right? Half blown up, it's not. But the problem with it is, is that we can also compress it, right? I want you to see this, right? We can compress it. Mm. If we have the whole power of the Holy Spirit, the world can't come in and press in on us, right? He can't. Because we're full of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. Oh, come on, guys. I, you know, I, I'm really excited about this. I, you know, because whenever you think about this, okay, it says that, you know, that the earth is His footstool. right? There's absolutely nothing on this earth that is above Jesus Christ or above the Holy Spirit, right? There's absolutely nothing. So that means that there's absolutely nothing that is above you as a child of God. Wait a minute. Come on. We have to receive the truth. We have to receive the whole promise. The Israelites received half the promise. And they lived their lives shrinking back, hiding from their enemies instead of standing on the promise of God and standing above their enemies.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> what are the things? Why did Jesus why why did God give us the Holy Spirit? There's things that we get from the Holy Spirit, right? We all know that that you know the first thing there Okay, that we have in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And I will send the Holy Spirit just as the Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power. We are not powerless people. And with the Holy Spirit living within us, we have power. Power. We have power over Satan and over sin. We have power over the things of this world. We don't have to live hiding anymore. We don't have to live ashamed of who we are anymore. We have the power. The Holy Spirit also gives us authority, right? I want us to look at this because see you know Jesus told the disciples that there are things that you whatever you loose here on this earth will be loosed in heaven and whatever you bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. That is giving us as believers through the Holy Spirit to declare what is sin and what is not sin. Right? But don't don't ever think that that gives us the authority To change the word of God. If God's word says it's sin, regardless if man says it's not sin, it's still sin. We do not have the authority to change God's word, but we have the authority of the Holy Spirit living within us. We need to speak the truth and speak it boldly. We need to quit hiding back. I'm convinced that there's too many of us. And even myself, for too long, I lived with half of the promise. I didn't understand all that the Holy Spirit had for me. Holy Spirit is an advocate for us, right? An advocate is someone that speaks on our behalf. He talks to God constantly. He is constantly interceding for you and I. John chapter 14 verse 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as a representative, that is the Holy Spirit. Get this. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So here in this passage of scripture, we see that the Holy Spirit is an advocate, but the Holy Spirit is also the teacher. The Holy Spirit teaches us, but the Holy Spirit teaches us what Jesus Christ had already taught the disciples, and he only says what Jesus tells him to say. The Holy Spirit only speaks of the truth because he hears it from the truth as in Jesus Christ. So we have the truth being spoken to us and being taught to us so that we can teach it to the world. Mm. But there's problems. There's problems. How many times do we hear the Holy Spirit tell us the truth, but we not do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do? Right? Oh, man. Holy Spirit is a comforter. He's supposed to comfort us, He's our guide. He guides our path. I believe one of the things that we allow the Holy Spirit to do more than any other thing that we allow the Holy Spirit to do in our lives is to comfort us. How many of you have a problem with the Holy Spirit comforting you today? See? We all ask Him for comfort. In the times of our troubles, we ask for comfort. We don't always ask for Him to teach us because He might teach us something that we don't want to know. And if He teaches us something that we don't want to know and we don't do it, then that means that we're sinning against God. Wednesday night, we kind of talk about this. We talked about this several times. So I want you to kind of see this and understand this. Okay? We cannot plead ignorance. If you're going down the street and the speed limit's 35 and you're doing 45 and the cop pulls you over and you say, well, officer, I didn't know what the speed limit was. Is he going to say, oh, well, that's okay. It's 35. Next time, just simply do 35. Or is he going to give you a ticket? Gonna give you a ticket. Well, we can't. We can't just simply just throw our arms up or shrug our shoulders and say, "Well, Holy Spirit never told me that." Uh, yeah, he did. We just don't want to hear it because it doesn't match with what I want. We we grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh man, it leads us. To live in a life that is shrunken back. That's hidden. It, It leads us to live in a life like we find in the Israelites here in Judges chapter 6. Where they really didn't even have food. They were pushed into starvation. Because they didn't have all the truth. They wouldn't allow all the truth. To work into their hearts and their lives. So we have power from the Holy Spirit. We have authority from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He's our guide. He's our teacher. Right? He's our help. And all these struggles that we have. we only want to pick and choose on what He gives to us. We want to pick and choose on what advice that He gives to us. We want to pick and choose on what the truth is that He keeps trying to tell us and preach to us and teach to us. We don't really believe that the Holy Spirit that Jesus lived with and that lived in Him and that gave Him the power to do everything that He did here on this earth, we don't trust that that's the same power that we have. Right? See, if, if you remember in the Scripture into Acts, Acts says that Peter and John came to the temple and there was a guy that was There at the temple, and he was asking for for money. And they said, We don't have money, but what we do have, we'll give to you. And the man was healed. Scripture even goes on further and, and says that Peter's shadow fell across one man, and he was healed. By his shadow, not by being touched. By his shadow. Jesus Christ had the ruler come to him that his son was dying, and he asked Jesus to heal to come and to heal his son. Jesus didn't go there, but his son was healed. Do we have the same authority? It's in us. Do we have the same power? How many of you want to walk on water like Jesus did? I want to see that. We have that power. But we're not living in the full promise of what the Holy Spirit is here for. We hinder the Holy Spirit by our doubt that it is truly what it says it is. I can understand you not saying amen with that because that's close to an ouch or an oh me, right? Oh, man. I tear up whenever I come to this understanding in this statement. It wasn't until about three months ago that I truly understood the power that God gives to us through the Holy Spirit. And all the things that He is supposed to do and that He can do for us and through us. (laughs) See, Satan knows that my family is my weak spot. And if there's any way that he can get to me and and create struggles and stuff in my life, it's, it's through my family. I want you to know that he's attacked my family. But I also want you to know that I declare and I stand on the promise that Satan has no authority over my family over my life, over my wife. He has no authority. He has given all of that authority to me through the Holy Spirit. I can bind back Satan in my life and in my family's life. I no longer have to walk in fear of what this world is going to say or do to anyone around me because of the power of, And because of the promise of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that I had to fall on my knees. I had to lay flat on my stomach, face down, arms out, repenting for grieving the Holy Spirit all of those years in my life. today today i give you this message so that you can understand the promise of the holy spirit and what god truly has for you has for us we don't have to live in fear we don't have to be you know bound by our enemies Because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. But are we going to obey the truth that God presents before us? I ask that everyone would stand this morning. Are you willing to continue to live your life with half of the promise that God has given to you? As Chris and them come up and sing, I surrender all again. That's the question this morning. Are you going to surrender all and actually allow the Holy Spirit To do in your life what it is meant and supposed to be doing. Are you going to live in the power and authority that the Holy Spirit gives you over Satan and the things of this world? That's kind of straightforward, right? The altar is open. If you no longer want to have a life of half the promises of God, the altar is open for you now.
2: Sing all to Jesus. No, to Jesus, I surrender. To heal my defeat I will ever love and trust in those that have already
0: made their way forward, are there
2: others?
0: those of you that are still there in the audience that's standing there that's saying, Pastor I, I, I hear your message and I won't what you're saying but I'm not sure if I'm ready to make that commitment just yet if that's where you are, raise your hand I won't come to you, or I won't call you out, I just want to pray for you Every head's bound. Every eye is closed. This is just in between you and I.
2: Oh, to Jesus I surrender Holy at His feet I bow Only pleasures all for sake and sake, Jesus take me.
0: Thank you so much for each one that has made their way here. And God, for the ones that raised their hands, dear Lord, in the, in the congregation, God, I pray that you would be with them. God, I pray, dear Lord, that your spirit, dear Lord, would come right now. And God, that you would fill them. And God, as they are here right now, God, that your power, that your strength, dear Lord, that your Holy Spirit, dear Lord, that he would come in. And God, that they would receive every bit of him. And God, that they would surrender everything that they have; that they would rescind, re, that they would surrender all of their life to all of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, Amen. bow our heads for the benediction. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for this day. God, we thank you for the words that you have given to us. I pray, God, that your face would shine down upon each one that is here, and that your blessings from heaven will be poured out upon us this week, and that you would bring us back to your house in the appointed time. In Jesus' name, amen.